everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the fourth season of Bring the Virtual Balance podcast. And this is brought to you by the Office of Health and Wellness at Baruch College, and we're very happy to have this and have this audience. So my name is Isabella, and I am joined with um, my fellow pause peer mentor, Nisha. We will be your co-hosts for this season, this semester. And Shari, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us sure. a little bit about yourself. Okay, of course. So hi, um, Nisha, Bella, and everyone who's joining us today. Um, thank you so much for having me. My name is Sharia Taparia, and um, I'm currently a junior at Baruch College. Um, I'm majoring in computer information systems analytics with double minors in advanced business analysis and psychology. Um, currently, I serve as the president of Women in Business. That um, So WIB is the largest female-led professional organization at Baruch College. Um, so really exciting. I was part of it since, honestly, like day one of my time at Baruch, and I fell in love with the organization so much. Um, its mission, the people, the culture, everything. Um, so yeah, I was part of WIB my freshman year. I was um, VP of professional events in my sophomore year, and um, now I serve as the executive president. So, um, you know, a lot of different, like, responsibilities, honestly, every day, but, like, more than anything, I just love the community so much. So outside of WIB, um, just a little bit of background. I am an international student. Um, so I was born in India, and I lived in Thailand for, like, 10 and a half years, and then I moved to Indonesia for, like, six or seven years before coming to So I feel like, you know, Kind of like this whole international thing is a huge part of my identity um and it's it's just been so great to be able to meet um so many different people you know from different parts of the world um and just having that kind of like international mindedness so that's background on me um and let me know bella like what else you want me to talk about <laughs> sure thank you so much sharia i think nisha's back with us yes Lisa. i'm back Sorry, oh. I was uh, freezing a bit. Um, I can introduce no myself. So, yeah, can you introduce hi, yourself Nisha. and give us a little bit of background, you know, sure. pause, what we do, yeah. our office? Of course. Um, yes. So, hi, I'm Misha. I am a junior at Brew College, and I also am a POM mentor. Um, so, I work for the Health and Wellness Office, and every now and then we have a, just a bunch of interactive uh, activities surrounding health, and a lot of them are really fun. Um, I know we have, like, live, ch uh, live chair yoga events. We have um, events surrounding our therapy. Sometimes we have, like, actual nutritionists coming in to talk to us. Um, and then a lot of like different companies like co-sponsoring our um, our events, giving a lot like a lot of new freebies, having a lot of people learn about different things. So I really love the Office of Health and Wellness. I feel like it offers definitely a different ground for uh, group college students and. Um, they also speak a lot about like taboo topics that I feel like haven't been um, really spoken about on campus, especially at commuter school when everything can get really faded. Um, it's nice to have a community like this at Baruch. Um, another thing about me is um, I am also a part of um, Team Baruch and other aspects of it. So I'm going to be a, a four-year um, mentor for Success Network. Thank you, Nisha. So to bounce off what Nisha was saying, um, in the Office of Health and Wellness, we try to 
bring the students to like all the resources that we have to offer about health and your wellness, your like your mental and physical health. And um, we try to focus our events and our topics that we talk about um, in the dimensions of the wellness wheel. So today we'll be touching on the intellectual and emotional components of the wellness wheel. And um, our topic for today is all about finding the work and the life balance and how to manage your life in a way that keeps your mind and body healthy. And I could not think of a better person to interview for this than Sharia, because I feel like she's the queen of health and wellness. <laughs> yes, me too. We both thought you were a really good person to interview today. You guys are yeah. so thank you. I feel like you're giving me way too much credit, but I'll really never. <laughs> so Sharia, why don't you tell us what is your definition of a work-life balance? Okay, good question. Um, yeah, we're getting right into like, you know, this whole work-life um, balance idea. I think that, you know, I think the definition really differs from one person to another because I think everyone is going, you know, their own stages in life um, and everyone's journey is a little different. But for me, I think work-life balance is important and I kind of would define it in a way where like the work aspect um, fits into like the work and life kind of fit together and it's not two separate things you know so for me like work um, I know like it's something that I want to like you know I do want to keep doing whether that's like for example academic or if that's club work like women in business or other things that I'm involved in or professional, so like, you know, developing that kind of career um, aspect um, before going into like full-time and stuff. So I feel like all of those aspects tie in together for me as part of work and um, being like super driven, being super like passionate to be able to achieve everything that I want to in all of those different areas is so important. But again, fitting in the life aspect comes into it, right? So I feel like for me it's defined in a way where it goes hand in hand um where you're having fun and you're having a balance through all of these categories and i don't think for me at least it's something that i can just like separate completely like obviously hanging out with friends meeting people um exploring doing different things like, i love doing all of that but it all ties in with like one kind of vision in life, which is always to move forward and, you know, be hardworking, be resilient. So I think everything kind of like together for me in like one piece, um, but we're important to always be able to like achieve all of your goals um, professionally, but then also be able to like take breaks for yourself, right? And like do things that you actually like and enjoy um, with people that you love and be surrounded with that kind of community and bring it together um, every single day. Thank you, Shari. I definitely agree with that. I feel like it is, uh, you said it best, it is um, one um, It is one concept how um, you should definitely combine work and life as the same thing driven by your goals. So if you want to be resilient and if you want to be driven and ambitious, then everything else will follow. It's not really going to be a separated thing. So I really liked how you mentioned yeah, me too. I, you know, um, we hear all the time about like the nine to five and how people hate it and, you know, like making your passion your work. But I feel like for me, at least, um, I don't know. I feel like you can make your passion your work and like 
but it, it can be separate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Your passion can be your work, but it can also be two separate things. And it's like, they can both be balanced. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I was kind of touching on. And, you know, for just to give an example, um, women, in business, I am so passionate about that organization. Um, you know, being part of it for like almost three years now, I not only love the people so much, but I love just like the mission. So I feel like, although yes, it's work, stressful um, handling the entire organization at times it's like fluctuating when it gets really busy like the peaks and then when it gets a little cooler but the thing is I never see it as work like you can see me doing WID any time of the day and I'll really be enjoying what I'm doing because I'm so passionate about it you know and people are like well you should take some breaks from WIB and I'm like but I like it, like I'm enjoying doing this, you know, and at the same time, you're learning so much. And it's because of my passion to like, you know, not only for the organization, but really my main passion is to like help other people develop both personally and professionally. And that ties in well with my, so like my own mission ties in so well with the organization's mission that work doesn't feel like work. It feels more like what you said, like that is your passion. <laughs> Hope that, you know, that people can kind of take um, that kind of mindset into like their future. So whatever organization it is that they end up joining, whatever company, whatever it is that you do professionally, I hope that you can then see that like do your values and do, does your own personal mission align with that, you know, what you're doing, because then it's never going to feel like a burden because you could tie it together. Thank you, Sharia. That sounds really amazing. It's like you love uh, women in business so much that it just doesn't it doesn't feel like work or it doesn't feel dreadful. It's just part of your daily life. So thank you so much. Well, our next question for you is how do you maintain your motivation at school in this kind of semi-virtual environment? Yeah, yeah, good question. I think the pandemic has taken a toll on a lot of people's lives, right? So I can totally see how like you might be um, or how anyone might end up feeling a little discouraged. And I'm not gonna lie, like it's not always perfect for me either, right? There are good days and there are bad days. So a little bit of background on how, let me just start off with that. Um, so I used to dorm in my freshman year and right when like the pandemic hit, they asked me within a two months. And I think that was extremely rough for me because I was an international student. I had no place to go. And so like, you know, um, moving and finding like a sublet really quickly and, you know, having to transport all of my things there and, you know, handle all of that like sublet process was very, very difficult in a weird new situation, which really felt like an apocalypse happening. <laughs> um, and so that was tough. That was definitely tough. And I stayed there for a couple of months, ended up moving to a different place. Um, and then from there, I finally I was trying to go back home to Indonesia to my parents for so long. And so I finally ended up moving back home um, a couple of months later for I went there for like eight or nine, I think like eight months um, in tw from 2020 um, end to like mid 2021 um so i was there and so you can imagine all of these moving things were just so difficult for me um but yeah i ended up moving there 
And um, it was so nice to be back home with my family, but do realize that Indonesia is across the world, which meant that I had to take all of my classes, all of my meetings at um, in nocturnal hours, basically. So it was insane because I had to do that for like, you know, eight months of my life. And it did take a toll, you know, it's sometimes, and going back to that question about like motivation, it's like, well, how do I continue doing that, right? And when life just became so difficult, um, but one good thing, I guess, was having my parents, even though we were just locked up in our little apartment, um, it was still it was still nice to be back home. And then I came back to New York in, I think, 2021 um, for an in-person summer internship um, at a mortgage REIT, which is um, within financial services. And so I was like very excited because that was my first kind of like, you know, professional opportunity in person, um, first internship. So it was great. Um, but then shortly after, in August, both my parents in Indonesia um, got COVID and they were hospitalized. And that really took a toll on my sister and I who were here in New York. Um, and later on, later in August, my father passed away. And so, yeah, <laughs> so it was all so unexpected, honestly. This whole pandemic has taken such a toll, you know. I know that this is just one story. Um, that I'm sharing, and I know that crazy things have happened to everyone around the world. But regardless of that, and actually, that it, he passed away on the first day of school, so that was crazy. That's how I started off my junior year, and I knew that was my first official day, I guess, as president of WIB. That I never wanted to, like, you know, let it impact the organization, but also just for myself, academically and professionally. You know, like I wanted to make sure that I kept going. Because that's one thing that my father always wanted me to do is just move on professionally. He saw my potential. Um, and I don't think he would ever want me to, you know, stop growing. And so I think that that, you know, has always kept me going um, since August 2021. Um, every single day, that is definitely one thing. But also overall to answer your question, you know, like the, obviously the pandemic, this is one story that I'm sharing again. I know a ton of people have crazy, crazy things that they've been through. Um, but I think the main thing for your motivation throughout the pandemic should be your own vision. What is your personal vision? What are your goals in life, right? Think about those things, manifest it. I know manifestation is always thrown out like so easily these days, but hey, it's real. If you think of a goal, if you keep thinking about it every single day and you tell yourself, this is where I want to go, this is what I want to do, and also continue to break it down, break those goals down and set like kind of internal timelines in your head, I think that is a great my my own purpose in life, as well as the motivation that my dad brought me. He was such an inspiration. He continues to be. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so great to hear, Sharia. Actually, my second question, I mean, third question, actually, to you <laughs> was how were you able to bring out the positive from, like, this situation? But, you know, you talked all about that, how, how you were able to from like such a terrible situation still find the positive and the good and you know keep going so yeah. it's very great to hear it's very inspirational <laughs> thank you yeah it's not always easy there are again like there are days or even like maybe a whole week or two where it's kind of much lower because i feel like 
my whole life, my whole family's life's turned upside down, right? And so just going through that change is so difficult, but keeping that in mind and just knowing that it's okay to have like bad days. It's okay to be more emotional on some days and other days be super driven and like, you know, continue to want to push. That's okay. It's all part of the That's the balance. That's the work-life balance. Exactly. There you can't always be happy and jolly and, you know, like sometimes you just have to, if you're sad, you just got to, gotta be sad those are just the days exactly yeah totally i completely agree with you you know it's all part of the process so going off that can you walk me through your typical like work school day Mm. how does it look for sharia on a daily basis (laughs) okay let's see so hmm, i know a really important part of me is setting up so many alarms because it does take me a lot to get out of bed every morning. (laughs) Um, So I guess that's one thing. Let's start off with that. But um, yeah, the night before, I will say the night before I always prep for the next like day. And I am big on Google Calendar. I feel like for those who know me, I feel like you're going to hear me say this like a hundred times already. But for those of you who don't know me, Hi, I'm obsessed with Google Calendar, (laughs) and I basically plan my entire life on there. Um, Even like, you know, I have things scheduled for like a year onwards, um, if there are reminders I want to give myself in, you know, like future months. But anyways, um, so every night, like, you know, before going to bed, I plan my entire day, um, if not a couple of days. And um, so as soon as I wake up, I know, you know, like, with my multiple alarms, um, I'll get ready. Um, sometimes I listen to music in the morning. Other times, um, in the past, honestly, I used to start like I started listening to like some podcasts. Um, I've been trying to get into it recently. I haven't been great at it, like lately. I will admit. Um, but again, hey, that's part of like work-life balance, right? Some days you kind of just want to chill out, have a quiet morning. Other days you want to start off motivated, um, and so. I'll start it off like that, get ready, have breakfast, leave the house. Um, and then on my way to school, I'll usually talk to my mom. <laughs> and then as soon as I'm in school, it depends on my day. So whatever my calendar tells me is, is what I'm doing for the day. So if we're starting off with a meeting, um, I'll find a quiet space in the library and take it from there and then end up going to class. Um, I'll try to have, grab lunch with like some friends either outside or in the cafeteria group. Sometimes, honestly, lunch can even get hard and it's just like eating while I'm working. Um, and so whether that's homework or WIB work um, or any other emails that really come up. So doing that and then back to classes. And honestly, my day is just usually packed with that. I also work at the Star Career Development Center as a peer for career. So I'm kind of like advising. Um, clients or like student clients on like you know professional development and all that so sometimes you know like also my time is taken up by star um which is kind of like a part-time job but yeah and then other than that um you know attending wib events hosting wib events um a bunch of different like meetings that i'm doing throughout the day and then kind of towards the end of the day winding down maybe grab a snack um, continue to finish up my work, um, and then I'll end up going home. Um, and then I'm home, you know, just like settling back in, grabbing food for sure, recharging myself. Sometimes I'll watch Netflix. Recently, I've been 
loving just like binging on Shit's Creek. Uh, so I don't know if we have any Shit's fans here, but I absolutely love that. It's like, it's just a great show if you just want to relax your mind. You don't have any brain power that you're trying to use. Then I'll get back into working, um, late night snacks sometimes. Um, but yeah, and then after that, oh, I'll talk to my mom at night as well. And then, you know, cool down and go to bed. That's like a typical day for me. And that's a weekday. <laughs> that sounds good. We're very similar. I start my day calling my mom on the phone. Like, you know, I have to every day. I just have to start my day with a conversation with my mom every day. Yeah, exactly. I feel it like it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it would feel incomplete. And sometimes I think yesterday, um, my mom missed some of my calls and she was like texting me like nonstop afterwards. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I, I wasn't near my phone. Please call me. And I was like, yeah, I really miss you too. And that's how I have to start my day. Otherwise it feels incomplete. <laughs> like a mom grounds you. A mom makes you feel like, you know, like you're at home. Yeah. <laughs> even if some days I don't have much to talk about with my mom, even if we're just a little quiet and on the phone, it just, it oh, feels yeah, all the time. You just spend time <laughs> together in silence. Yeah. <laughs> Love her so well, do you think you're satisfied with your work-life balance right now? Like today, do you think like, are you, are you finding yourself like tired ever or like thinking, oh, I should do this differently or like, oh, maybe I like should just lay off a little bit. Good question. Um, so today specifically, let me give you an example. I woke up and for some reason the back of my neck and like like upper shoulders were hurting so much. And so the whole like commute to school, the whole time I was in class, I was literally like, I want to go. Like I can't deal with this right now. It's hurting so much. And I had no idea why. I also woke up with a weird stomach ache. So this is very rare, but it's you know kind of cool that this ended up happening today itself. Um, on days like that, it's like, I, for example, today, like we started, <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, pink and denim day, um, during club hours. So at like 1230, but even until like 12 o'clock, I was just sitting on the eighth floor on like a little like couch sofa thing. And I just like, I was like, I'm so tired. I was texting, um, people to coordinate things for the event but I didn't want to get up myself until my friend, um, Emily, she texted me and she's like, Hey girl, where are you? And I was like, I'm just feeling so low. Like I don't want to get up, but then eventually, you know, got the motivation and, um, ended up going down and, you know, got into kind of the mood. So I feel like on days, like kind of like situations like that, I'm just like, Oh man, like, I wish I could just like, I wish I got more rest last night or, Oh, I wish that like, you know, um, I could like take out more time for myself which honestly is a goal like i do still feel that that doesn't mean that i want to take away from things that i'm doing like that certainly want to drop um some commitments and responsibilities because i feel like everything that i'm doing right now is like part of all my growth whether that's personal or professional um and i know that it's like very important for my future um but regardless, I do feel like, you know, there can be times when I can cool down a little bit more, um, you know, maybe get to like, I don't know, just socialize more, hang out more, explore more. And so I've been like trying to do a little bit more of that. Um, and I feel like when like you have some off days, you also don't feel that great socially, which I totally understand. I feel it too. 
but it's just about like maybe forcing yourself a little bit. So today I forced myself to like, you know, let's go, like, let's go help set up for this event. Um, and obviously like, you know, it was crazy, but I felt so much better after just get like, you know, being it, being there, talking to people just ended up making me feel so much better. And I would encourage, you know, people to do that. I know that you can have like worse days. Um, so yeah, take time to just like spend with more people, but regardless for like self care to answer your question, I completely do think that do a little bit more. And um, I've been like mentally kind of thinking about like certain things that I want to get into soon. Uh, and so I think it takes a little bit of time, especially during midterm season, it's so hard to like start anything um, new and like change your habits a little bit. But I know that as soon as it starts to cool down, I'm hopefully going to try to implement those things. But I do think that just constantly thinking about it and like, like having a vision for like what you want your day to be more like that definitely helps when it actually comes to kind of implementation and execution bit of it. I totally agree. I'm also, I'm a big routine girl. I love my routines. Yeah. Like starting something new, it's hard. And like, if you're like into the flow of working, setting that time apart to like take some rest, that's hard too. Like actually finding the time to like rest and feel good about it and not just be like, oh, I'm being lazy or I'm wasting so much time. Like it's not a waste of time. You're just resting, you know, you need that like just as much as everything else. So I, I get that. Like sometimes I, I do feel guilty sometimes for just resting. I'm like, oh man, I, sh I could be more productive. I could be doing this like that. And then while I'm resting, I'm just thinking about like 10,000 things that are on my to-do list. And I'm just like, okay, but a reminder for myself is that this is part of it, right? Like I need a recharge. I need some time. I think meditation is great. I can't personally, like I can't meditate. I need like guided meditation. So um, I like doing that sometimes, honestly, to cool down. I totally agree. So based on that, how do you think we can prevent burnout? How do you, how can you help someone stay in a situation? How can you help someone like be successful? How do you set someone up for success and not have them burn out? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I would say focus um, is important. So knowing like having a few like kind of wide goals in life that are a little more like um, broad, I would say not like short term goals, like kind of a little bit of a long term goal, a couple um, and being focused on that and seeing what are you doing right now that is going to cater towards those long term goals. So are there like unnecessary and extra things that you're doing throughout your day that maybe are unproductive and are not serving to your long-term goals, right? I think that's important. So for me, for example, when I came in in freshman year, um, I wanted to explore every little bit of Baruch because I, I really wanted to push myself and um, like basically see what fits me, right? And at the moment, it did feel like, oh, this is crazy. Like I'm doing a ton of different things um, and I know that I don't need to be doing all these things, but for me, I knew that was part of my process for freshman year. And then slowly, you know, I knew, okay, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And so as you start like growing a little bit in kind of like your undergraduate years or whatever stage you are at in life, um, you start end up like you start refining your focus. And that that's what I would say is important, right? So then I started looking at, my, okay, these are, the, these are like my for the day, for the week. What 
do I need to prioritize? What is important to me? Um, and then kind of like crossing off other things slowly um, to see like, okay, this isn't really something for me right now. Um, I'm going to push it aside or maybe I'm going to drop this kind of, you know, responsibility or something like that. Um, and then have like a more refined list. And that kept getting narrower in sophomore year and now junior year. Um, because I knew that like, you know, these are my goals. These are the things that feed to it. This is what I need to invest my time in. And I do think that time is so, so valuable, so precious that I feel like you end up realizing that as you grow older. So, um, you know, obviously even for me right now, there like it, I have days where I'm procrastinating so much. Right. But I think part of this whole thing of burning out is being able to manage your time. Well, if you know what you're doing and can account each hour in your day into something a little more productive, then maybe you won't be so burned out because if you're able to have, okay, this hour is to work. This hour is for classes. This hour is, to take a break, um, recharge, get food, you know, all that, then you know, okay, this is what I'm doing in my day. This is how I can be productive. Whereas if you're constantly like, you know, procrastinating, maybe you don't have a set schedule, a set routine, then at the end of the day, you feel that burden of the pile of work you have, and that will make you feel burned out. Um, or at least that's in my experience, right? So I would say preventing burnout is basically time management, being able to manage that time really well so that you can do those um, goals, like uh, have those goals, have those responsibilities that you have for your like, you know, long-term vision and um, allocate that in your day so that you're not um, overburdened at the end of the day. It doesn't feel like a pile of work and then you won't be burned out. So that's kind of what I would say. Um, and again, kind of tying back to what I mentioned at the very beginning that like work and life, I don't think should be two separate things. I think they should go hand in hand. And so making sure that like, even the, the time that you are working, that you're studying, that it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm not like, you know, I'm not enjoying this at all. Of course, studying isn't fun, but hey, if you have that like process and that thought in your head that like, no, this is what I want to do. Like, this is something that I'm like I have to overcome something that I have to achieve, then it becomes kind of like, you know, part of that mix in the process. And so I don't think that it should feel like a burden. I hope that made sense. It does. It does for sure. <laughs> so to conclude this episode and our conversation, can yeah. you give us any advice or any, you know, wisdom tips on how to help people who are struggling to adapt to change especially, you know, in the transition to online or just people who are struggling to manage their time and who are struggling with burnout or procrastination, all that. Yeah, really good question. I think it's so applicable for our current um, kind of era right now where we're transitioning from a Zoom world to the real world. I would say it takes time. Allow yourself that flexibility um, and realize that change isn't something that can be done so quickly. Change takes time and you have to be patient with yourself and give yourself that kind of um, that push and that energy to know that, hey, it's OK. I, I can I know that these are kind of things that I want to attain, but it's OK if I have some off days. Um, I think being kind to yourself and to others in this process is so important. 
um, you know, I know a lot of people at Baruch, like you're, we're just putting a lot of um, faces to names that we've seen on Zoom boxes. <laughs> and so like get to know people, really try to like meet them, really try to get to know other people. I think that being in like an environment where you're surrounded by people and coming back from Zoom can be so uncomfortable yet so valuable because then we're coming back and we're understanding, hey, this is like, these are the people that I appreciate, that I love, that I'm supported by and that I want to continue like, you know, being connected with. So I feel like people make a huge part of your, um, kind of like your um, day to day even and like your support system. So I think that this change takes time. Use people as a, as kind of like your support system. Be patient with yourself. Be kind. But ultimately, make sure that you have a vision for yourself long term and that you're willing to work as hard as possible um, while, again, maintaining your own kind of mental health and having that balance um, so that you can attain these things. So. That's kind of what I would say, um, you know, in this transition. I know personally also, it is weird for me to go back to something fully in person when I'm like, I know this can be done online, but um, it's about time that we are back into the normal world. <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much, Sharia. That was great, 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 great advice and just great conversation. I hope everyone who joined us enjoyed um, you know, this conversation and you were able to learn something from Sharia, who's such a just wisdomous person. <laughs> and um, stay tuned for future episodes, future conversations. And if you need anything, if you want to talk more, stop by our office, the Office of Health and Wellness on the third floor in the vertical campus. And we will be here. So thank you. Thank and you so much. Soon. Thank you so much.